everybody. Welcome to Unprofessionals Asking Questions, episode two. And what's what is our title? Oh, I'm I'm Julia. I'm Sid. <laughs> what's our title? Are we feeling lucky? well? Are you feeling? Lucky? I think we'll come up with a title at the end. Okay. I kind of did I just take your title? <laughs> no. Retract my thing. I don't know. Today we are focusing on questions around St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Should we say like a little bit about us since this is still new or just jump right into it? Well, I'm Sid. We said that. And that's Julia. <laughs> <laughs> and we decided to start a podcast for fun. Exactly. Not professional at all. It's in the name. So don't email us. Don't add us. Don't be mad at us. I thought you just said don't add oh. ADD. I'm like, no, add us. We want them to add don't us. Don't add us. Yes. Please follow. <laughs> subscribe <laughs> yes but you know just take what we say with a grain of salt we're just trying to learn some things mm-hmm. make some jokes ask some questions have some fun have a lot of fun and go from there absolutely so i'm gonna start us off and get into the saint patrick's day spirit with some history and origin throw it at me but my question really started with this when did it all turn green? Because what if I told you that St. Patrick's Day wasn't always green? A major drinking holiday or filled with parades? Or that America was actually the first to hold a St. Patrick's Day parade? Hmm. Did you know that? It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me, but I... America yeah. likes to have their parades and with other people's holidays. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I just didn't know that we had like the first... I knew that we Americanized it, but yeah. wow, I did learn a lot in this research. Today, I am going to dive deep into the history of the now famous drinking holiday, St. Patrick's Day. When its celebratory color was blue and the symbolism was more than green be- beer and rivers. Can you imagine it was all blue now? I know, right? I was thinking that too. That'd be kind of cool. They wouldn't have to dye rivers. They might. I think it's funny because a lot of rivers, and we'll get into it, but a lot of rivers, like, have that green algae color. Mm-hmm. So is it necessary? No. I'll save those <laughs> questions for you. I will put a note out there that most of my research on origin and history was taken from history.com and Encyclopedia Britannica. Mm-hmm. I, as well as some other ones. So I will have the links to all the sources in our show notes for everybody. Okay. You ready, Sid? I'm ready. We can date history. Oh, I got history. We can date back the first observation of St. Patrick's Day to the Irish in the 9th or 10th century, over a thousand years ago. St. Patrick's Day, as most of us know, don't assume, is celebrated annually on March 17th, which falls on the anniversary of St. Patrick's death. Since it, it does occur during the Christian season of Lent, um, during that time in the 9th and 10th century, Irish families would traditionally attend church in the morning and celebrate in the afternoon. Um, although Lenten prohibits consumption of meat, the rule was actually waived and people would dance, drink, and feast <laughs> on the traditional meal of Irish, which is bacon and cabbage. Which, by the way, I looked this up and it's pretty much what we know as ham and cabbage. Oh. But- <laughs> They go so to bacon. They get a day free to do that then, and it's on St. Patrick's Day. Yes, that's like what they did traditionally 
when this like first started a thousand years ago and even up until recently, like the 1900s, it was just a day of honoring St. Patrick and Mm -hmm. going to church. Uh, We'll get into like the religiousness of it. Um, And then they all feast together. It, they did drink and dance, but it wasn't like what we know now at all. <laughs> what we see. Not at all. Mm. So, who the was St. Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> what did you just do? I was bleeping out my F. Why? Because that's why a lot. So, is it disrespectful? No, we're not bleeping, but. <laughs> oh, you were worried about being disrespectful. Yeah, because saint. he's a saint. Because he's a saint. <laughs> um... But who the fuck was he? <laughs> there you go. I tried, people. It's just not me. Oh, that's that candle smells good. I, I just know. Got a whiff. Oh, see, I did a green candle. Are you wearing green too? No. Oh, oh. but check out my sweatshirt. I know. I was gonna say it almost looks like oh, a puzzle. Oh, with the rivers <laughs> and the green. Yeah, but all the forests. Yeah, I like that. Where'd you get it? Bell Mercantile. Oh, did you see? pause but not really pause gotcha. <laughs> did you see that there's like a vintage um crawl like store crawl in Belfont no. on Earth Day April 22nd what yeah the new girl Shay Naveau so bad at saying it but where I got like that red jacket and like that funky whatever anyways the red leather jacket I wore to yeah. the party so I got that there she like upcycles so she oh, started oh. this, so, like, all of the upcycling, like, the secondhand places mm-hmm. in Belfont, she's, like, setting up so everybody will do specials and, like, like on that day. And you can do, like, a crawl. Is that... I was going to send like it to Like a Saturday? You. Yes. I think. Let's see. Yes. That sounds so fun. We should do it. I'll look it up after yeah. and I'll send you the details. Because Saturday's free. I know. I that weekend's free. But anyways. Yes. Back to the story. Who the fuck Back to the story. <laughs> Like I said, we have to go way back, I said, to the 9th and 10th century, but St. Patrick goes back to the 5th century. St. Patrick was a patron saint of Ireland and its national apostle, but he wasn't born Irish. He was born in Roman Britain. At age 16, he was kidnapped and brought to Ireland as a slave. St. Patrick later escaped, but he would then return to Ireland around 432 CE to convert the Irish to Christianity. Also, like, my brain can't comprehend, like, where in a timeline for an MIDC is. I think we need to get, like, a map map of time. Or we just mark, like, each part that we do. Yeah. (laughs) But how would we know where to start and end, actually? It's it's not linear, so we go wherever we Mm. want to go. Okay, I like it. Let's do it. (laughs) For centuries following his death, they, which they believe his death was March 17th, 461. Wouldn't it be what something if, if he wasn't? Like, if he died on, like, February 17th or something? <laughs> because or even just, like, because March Because they didn't start the celebrations until the 9th or 10th century. Yeah. Which is four or five centuries after him. So what do we even know? What do we know? Was he even real? Are we even celebrating the right day? I couldn't really get more information. They say that he died on this day, so we'll see. Um, The mythology surrounding his life. Oh, and right there I have a picture of St. Patrick. Oh, he's got snakes. Yes. So they said, well, I didn't really get into this mythology, but one of the things was that he, like, chased the snakes out 
and brought the saints in. I see he's pointing at him like, yeah, no, get out of your snake. Yeah. <laughs> he, look at he's dressed. Look at him. Yeah, it's cute. Okay, <laughs> the beard. It is a well-groomed beard, but you know this is not an accurate. Oh, we know. Do we? <laughs> okay. So the mythology surrounding his life became ever more ingrained in Irish culture. The most well-known legend. Let me start that over. <laughs> the most well-known legend of St. Patrick is that he explained the Holy Trinity, which is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Is that how you do that? I'm not really sure. How you I do just that. go in a circle. Yeah, I kind of just make sure like, you do touch points. I don't even think I do that. <laughs> You're supposed to Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Anyways, remember, I'm professional. There's a way to do it. The most well-known legend of St. Patrick is that he explained the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, using the three leaves of a native Irish clover, which is the shamrock. So there is where the shamrock really comes into play, especially with St. Patrick. Not St. Patrick's Day, per se. Like, St. Patrick used that in his teachings to represent... The Father, That's cool. the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I always thought that they, like, wore shamrocks because regular rocks were too heavy. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that. We'll treat for you. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were no. talking about that. No, okay. I, I didn't think that's a riddle. Say it again. Well, I said, but it's a why do why do I don't know? It's something like why do the Irish carry shamrocks? Because real rocks, real rocks are too heavy. You got rocked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Moving on. When was the first Saint Patrick's Day celebrated? That was really Irish of you. (laughs) I don't even know how to make it Irish. Stop for the morning, do you? I don't know if that's Irish. I don't know if that's Irish. Irish. Fuck of the Irish. I don't think <laughs> that is definitely not. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely not Irish. Yeah. Let's yeah. <laughs> Wait, should we not name drop? Oh, yeah. It's called Blarton. <laughs> no, I'll take that on the now. <laughs> oh, man. People in Ireland have been observing the Roman Catholic Feast Day of St. Patrick, which, by the way, it was known as, like, St. Patrick's Feast Day. Oh, that doesn't have the same ring to it. No. St. Patrick's Feast Day. Um, On March 17th, since around the 9th or 10th century, like I said, but the first St. Patrick's Day parade took place not in Ireland, but in America. The records show that a St. Patrick's Day parade was held on March 17th. 1601 in a Spanish colony in what is now St. Augustine, Florida. Of course it's Florida. The parade was organized by the Spanish colony's Irish vicar, Ricardo Artur. Hmm. A little over a century later, on March 17, 1772, homesick Irish soldiers serving in the English military marched in New York City to honor the Irish patron saint. Enthusiasm for the St. Patrick's Day parades in New York City, Boston, and other early American cities only grew from there. So, Hmm. like, traditionally, it was, like, what I said in Ireland. Just, like, the day of feasting, honoring, celebrating, nothing too crazy. We are going to get into, like, the colors and a little bit more about celebrations. But, like, right now, just brief 
timeline of what it was. So it wasn't until like the 1600s, the parade was, but then the 1700s when Irish people were actually like really starting to have larger celebrations in cities and stuff. And we can also get into how that grew. Um, fun fact, now more than a hundred St. Patrick's Day parades are held across the United States. New York City and Boston are home to the largest celebrations. And these are the largest celebrations in the world. Oh, well, but only a hundred. Does yeah. that seem? How many parades? Like, like, we don't have a parade. No, but you think about every city and every state. I'm going to say that the East Coast is going to be way more full of and maybe into like the west coast or like midwest we're gonna be yeah. full of like the original irish um like immigrants mm-hmm. so i guess they probably like they just kept the parades from when like that time they started getting big and like the immigrants were going to certain places i don't know i guess it does seem a little small for yeah, I don't How know. How many Thanksgiving Day parades are there? All right. There's That's probably, true. There's probably not I guess that I just many. keep thinking about, like, I don't know. It just felt like that seemed low. It's funny because I thought, like, opposite, opposite, but now that you're making me think, I'm like, it is kind of low. And I have nothing to back it up. I'm just saying. Just no, you're right. <laughs> because, like, normally we find any reason. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I want to know how many Thanksgiving parades there are. Because, like, maybe it's just a... Anyways. Moving on. All right. So, how do these motherfuckers grow? Bleep. (laughs) (laughs) Over the next 35 years, counting from 1772, Mm -hmm. Irish patriotism among American immigrants flourished, prompting the rise of, quote, Irish aid societies which were the friendly sons of St. Patrick and the Hibernian Hibernian Mm, Society. Both groups would hold annual parades featuring bagpipes and drums. Another fun fact, bagpipes actually first became popular in the Scottish and British armies. Oh. There's a little bagpiper for (laughs) you. I know someone who bagpipes. Yeah? Yeah. Like their family is Irish? They're... Grew up in my neck of the woods. And she does like these festivals and stuff. It's really cool. Huh. I wouldn't know the first thing to do with a freaking bagpipe, but yeah, that, I mean, more so power difficult. to you. you Seems like your lungs have to be in good shape. Yeah, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can cut that if you want. No, that's fine. It's funny. <laughs> so by 1848, several New York Irish aid societies decided to unite their parades to form one official New York City St. Patrick's Day Parade. It's a mega parade. Dude, it is a free... Oh. Well, Leo's not happy. Uh-uh. That was Leo, right? They're fighting. Get them. Don't encourage them. <laughs> the parade is now the world's oldest civilian parade and the largest in the U.S., with over 150,000 participants. Wow. The parade takes more than five hours. <laughs> what? With three million people lining the 1.5-mile parade route. Oh, my God. 
I can't imagine. Three million people just watching walking. it live. Five hours? Five hours, dude. I can't even stand like an hour and a half parade. No, like. And walking and waiting. Like, you know when like you've done parades and like, you're just like. I don't know that if I've you're been not, in a parade. You've never been in a parade? I don't know. Maybe. I had a ride on the goat club parade, like float. In the Grange Fair Parade this past That's year. That's so funny. Oh, this past year? I thought you were going to tell me like when you were like a kid. No, when I was a kid, yes. But then this past year, my my family, who is like, some of them are leaders and stuff in the goat club. <laughs> Their theme was like goats running our jeans because like a lot of our families and cousins <laughs> and stuff. It was really cute. They put goats in jeans. Oh my God. <laughs> and like they rode on the, I love it. But my grandma asked me, and like, how do I say no? You can't. What is the Grange Fair? Yeah. Like, everybody. I had people Snapchat me and was like, is that you? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> you see someone that looks like me. Oh, no. And love you, Graham. It's just, you know, that was a rough yes. <laughs> Goats and jeans. Goats are in our jeans. I love it. Right. Yeah, a lot of people couldn't read the signs though, so they were like, why the hell is a goat in jeans? <laughs> Just like, what are they doing here? All right, so moving on from that big old parade. Also, did you see this guy with a donkey? I do now. Puppet? Is it... Wait, is he holding just a stuffed donkey? Yeah, with the donkey. He is supposed to look like a leprechaun, and he's holding a stuffed donkey with a leprechaun attached to it. Oh, so he's holding the donkey. So that is Americanized St. Patrick's Day okay. celebration to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, look at the puppets in the background. Do you see that yeah. stuff thing in the back? So weird. I like that guy's beard. Well, my color's weird. Did he dye it no, orange? No, it's pretty freaking orange. Yeah. Yeah, it's like neon orange. So how did America become the grand location for St. Patrick's Day celebrations, I asked? Well, Sid... Do you remember learning about the Great Potato Famine in Ireland? No. <laughs> well, that's because we probably didn't learn about it, but I did learn about it at some point in my life. Did you? I, I don't know. I probably did. Have you heard about it? Yeah, I know what it is. I just don't remember actually learning about it. In I don't school. either. I feel like I learned more in Outlander than I did in school. <laughs> the book series? Yeah, and the TV. TV. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when she, like, Goes up and she's like warning them, like, you guys have to plant potatoes. You have uh, to plant all the potatoes. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And I did some research. I saw a lot of potato riddles too, and I was looking at riddles. You, so that's where the riddle came from. That's where the riddle came I, from. I, that's such a Julia thing to do. You, I'm surprised you're not cracking your jokes. I had it. I know, I get, I think you need to sort of start opening with a joke. Okay. Okay. Is that too much really? pressure? No. Everyone's going to hate me. <laughs> okay, so the great potato famine. Up until the mid-19th century, most Irish Im immigrants in America were members of the Protestant middle class. Which remember, there's like a split in Ireland with like the Protestants and the Christians. So like these weren't like the St. Patrick's Day celebrators mm -hmm. that were in America right now. Those were the Protestant groups. Right. So, cue the Great Potato Famine in 1845. Close to one million poor and uneducated Irish Catholics. Gonna do that again. 
Close to one million poor and uneducated Irish Catholics began pouring into America, escaping starvation. So now we have all of the ones who celebrate and honor St. Patrick coming into America. Mm-hmm. Even then, people were people. The Irish immigrants were despised for their alien religious beliefs and unfamiliar accents by the American Protestants. Which is, like, so funny because I feel like, like, I don't know that much about religion. But aren't Catholics more popular than Protestants right now? I don't know. I mean, then I think. I actually don't even know. I don't know. (laughs) We're we're moving past (laughs) Leading to the immigrants (laughs) having trouble finding even menial jobs. When the Irish Americans took to the city streets on St. Patrick's Day to celebrate their heritage, the media, aka the newspapers, because what else is there, would portray them in cartoons as, quote, drunk, violent monkeys. Monkeys. Like, what the fuck? Why is it always comparison to monkeys? Because. Because we're the closest. And then they just say, like, oh, like, you're you're a baboon. Mm -hmm. Why is it always baboon? Like, why don't you call someone, like, a chimpanzee? You're a a pansy. Does pansy come from chimpanzee? No, because they're know. strong. Yeah, nah. <laughs> we gotta look into that. Yeah, so anyways, they pretty much, like, made fun of them for... Yeah. And you do have to think, too, like, I in Ireland, they didn't celebrate, like, drunk and... Like, the media probably twisted it because they were doing celebrations. But I'm also wondering, like, this is, like, the poor and uneducated... So their celebrations might have been different than like what was written in books by like the the uppers. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But I was trying to figure out like, okay, so where was that switch with they didn't, it wasn't like that big of a drinking holiday. Mm-hmm. It was the 1800s, so I feel like people were just drunk all the time. I mean, what else is there? Right. So if you have an excuse, like mm-hmm. you're celebrating and you just get drunk and they have weird accents. So people were probably like, ah! <laughs> I don't know how to handle that. However, American Irish quickly realized that they had large and growing numbers that would provide them with political power. They were smart cookies. They would organize a voting block, which was known as the Green Machine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Which became an important important swing vote. Um, Excuse me, sorry. And what do you know? Suddenly, the annual St. Patrick's Day parades became a show of strength for Irish Americans. Oh, and not to mention a must-attend event for a slew of political candidates. <laughs> like, it's just... Of course. Yeah, as long as they can get more powerful and have more money, they mm-hmm. oh, we'll support you. Yeah. But we hated you five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. But now there's a lot of you that could make me in power, so... Exactly. President Harry S. Truman would be the Truman. first president to attend New York City's St. Patrick's Day Parade in 1948. So this has been going on for like 200 wow. years and no president came to like any of these parades, which I don't know how many are actually going to them now. But back then, that was a huge thing. Hmm. Um, it became a really proud moment for many Irish Americans whose ancestors had to fight the stereotypes and racial prejudice to find acceptance in the quote, new world. So... <clears throat> that was like a first transition into well, as long as well as like the um voting block and things like that that's like how it started transitioning into not just like irish americans mm-hmm. but like america 
So uh, have you heard of like Chicago's Green River? I don't know if it was Chicago specifically, but I know I've heard of well, rivers being I just like needed to know what was up with that. Like what made America start doing that? Was it America or was it like Irish immigrants? Mm-hmm. Not sure. So I found out. Good. <laughs> As the Irish immigrants would spread out over the United States, other cities would develop their own traditions. For example, Chicago's annual, and this is what I was talking about, like, spreading out. Oh, so, yeah. like, they started mainly in New York because, like, mm-hmm. where did all the immigrants really go to? And then they started expanding from here. Yeah. So, as they did that, that they developed their own traditions, like I said. So, Chicago's annual dyeing of the Chicago River Green started in 1962. The city pollution control workers use dyes to trace illegal sewage discharge, which, like, what? You're a pollution control worker, and you're releasing dye into the river. The dye can't be that safe, right? I mean, they put dye in your body. That's true. So, a light bulb (laughs) would quickly spark, and they realized they could use the green dye to provide a unique way to celebrate the holiday. The same year, they would release 100 pounds of green vegetable dye into the river. It was a week of green. Wow. So even with the current moving, it just kept I guess. its color? I don't know how fast like, the river moves, but I, again, I guess so. I don't know if hmm. the dye like, stabilizes it. 100 pounds of green vegetable dye. That sounds like a lot. It does sound like a lot. So don't worry, though. We are environmentally friendly. And we now only release 40 pounds of dye, (laughs) turning the river green for only several hours. This was decided in order to, quote, minimize environmental damage. Why are you doing it at all then? Right. That's what, literally, side note, what the fuck? I'm pretty sure we can celebrate and honor traditions without harming water resources. Like, will it really hurt someone if we say, let's stop dying? Like, oh, Is it just in Chicago, that Mm -hmm. one river? That's Mm -hmm. the only state who does it? Yeah. From what I... Found it was the only state. Now, other what? states... Yeah, it's fucking nuts, Why dude. would they let it go, then? That's insane. Oh, to to have... I don't know. Me, would people get offended now and be like, oh, you don't support Irish? But, like, come Find a come different on. way. It's clearly not environmentally friendly yeah. if you had to cut back. Mm-hmm. But you only cut to pack 60 pounds. Yeah. Like, it's not necessary. Well, you know, they probably tested for a while. Oh, let's take it down this many. Oh, that's that. And, like, I'm, I know food dye. Like, we can have food dye and whatever, vegetable dye. But, like, it can't be that great. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And why do that to the water? For what reason? And yeah. where does the dye go? Does it just dissolve? Like, not dissolve, but. Probably just, like, gets pushed into the earth. I don't know. Weird. Not a fan, though. Some people like to argue that Chicago did not have the original idea to dye their Green River. Some natives of Savannah, Georgia, of course it's Georgia, believe the idea originated in their town. In 1961, a hotel restaurant manager named Tom Woolley convinced city officials to dye Savannah's River green, but they failed. The (laughs) The water only took on a slight greenish hue. Because they didn't have 100 pounds. Right. That's when they had 40. <laughs> probably had like 39. Yeah. <laughs> Savannah never attempted to dye its river again, but Wooly maintains, but others refuse, <laughs> that 
that he personally suggested the idea to Chicago's mayor, okay. Richard J. Daly. All right. And here's some pictures of, so like the bottom one with the people in it, that's like as it's turning. Mm. Um, And then I think this one on the right is like heavily kind of color corrected. Because like I would say how so. lime green sky. it is. I mean, yeah. They- and the reflection mm-hmm. on the building. So then the one on the, the left, I think, is probably a little bit more accurate. It's still, like, I don't care. What, to me, that just looks gross. Yeah. It reminds me of Racetown Lake. Yeah. Have you ever been? Mm-hmm. I remember, like, growing up on the pontoon. Like, we when we were, like, anchored, we'd go under mm-hmm. where, like, the light isn't hitting it. So it's not a dark green. And you could just see, like, your legs and no end in sight over the green. I wonder what's in there. Oh, those massive like carpets. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. well, they flooded the town when they did it. So they're like, because it's not getting oxygenated, there's full on trees. Like, a lot of people lose their anchor and stuff. Because mm. if you go and like anchor at a certain point and drop it and it gets caught on a tree, you're like screwed. Yeah. There's buildings down there, farms. I don't think I know that. One it's thing that I time. want to do is go like scuba diving down there. Yeah. They say it's really eerie because it's so dark. And who knows what's living down there? They say massive, like, the size of this room, like, fish. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you really want to go scuba diving? Yes. Maybe in a cage. I don't think they'll hurt me. You don't know what's down there. I mean, it's a lake. Fun story. I remember feeding the carp. I think they give you dog food. Yeah, like the dogs. Mm -hmm. And I think I was with my two cousins, but I remember my older cousin... She slipped and fell while we were feeding the carp into the carp. No, do they suck her? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think so. Bro, that would be... Yeah. Yeah, no. But yeah, you don't know what's in raised them, but no. I'm going to find out one day. Right. So now we... Oh, sorry. Scroll too far. So we talked about Chicago, the river, why they do it, literally just for tradition. Because it's pretty. Because it's not pretty, no. but I guess some people think it is. So is it just really Ireland and America that celebrates it? Well, today, people of various backgrounds celebrate St. Patrick's Day, especially in the U.S., Canada, and Australia, which I guess makes sense, one, for, for like immigration purposes and also like the similarities between those three yeah. places. Uh, North America is home to the largest productions of celebration because we have to outdo everything. But you can still find celebrations all around the world from Ireland, Japan, Singapore, and Russia. It didn't seem like many other places celebrated like um, like we do, like we do, or like the ones that I just listed. I'm sure that like Irish people in different countries will like go out, mm-hmm. but not like these big extravagant things. So, we did barely talk about food. And yeah. Let's talk more about food. Of freaking course. I'm hungry. I'm not that hungry, but this stuff does sound really good. Popular St. Patrick's Day recipes include Irish baking... Oh, wait. Irish soda bread. Mm. Corned beef and cabbage. Wait, corned beef and cabbage. And champ. Champ? Yes, champ. Have you heard of... Irish soda bread? No. Okay. I, that was my first Well, the question. way you were like, you asked about champ, but not Irish well, soda bread. So I was like, well, you maybe. you threw me off with champ. I didn't expect you to not know two things. Out <laughs> champ, of like that. What did we look up? What were those things? Um, Like the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, you mean like 
Champ. No, I don't, but oh. <laughs> that's just funny because that's, yeah, cryptids. Yeah. I was like thinking of champ. Well, that's what I was thinking. like, what? <laughs> so before yeah. you ask, Irish soda bread is a variety of quick bread traditionally made in a variety of cuisines in which sodium carbonate is used as a leavening agent instead of the traditional yeast. So it contains mm. flour, baking soda, salt, and buttermilk. Thank okay. you, Google. Which I'll come out. <laughs> Um, and that's just, like, a picture. It does look like they maybe, like, have some type of, like, bran or raisin or something. And a lot of them. But, yeah, anything. Bread. You had me at bread, to be honest. Yes. And then champ is an Irish dish of mashed potatoes with scallions, butter, and milk. Wow. That's, yeah, that sounds lovely. Freaking yum. I love scallions. I wanted to go out and get potatoes, like, today because it looks so good. Make some homemade mashed potatoes. Yeah. In the United States, people often wear green on St. Patrick's Day and spend the day celebrating with green beer and partying. In Ireland, St. Patrick's Day has traditionally been a spiritual and religious occasion. Up until the 1970s, Irish law mandated that pubs be closed for March 17th. Isn't that, like, so ironic? Yeah, I feel like that would piss people off. Mm-hmm. Well, it, here it might piss people off, yeah. but before, I guess, like, that's, like celebrating yeah. something like as big as I'm sure like Christmas or Easter uh-huh. maybe. Yeah. I'm just thinking, yeah, I have the central Pennsylvania mindset. Right. No, me too. <laughs> and I couldn't play up until the 1970s. Like that's not that long ago. Mm-mm. Was it 53 years? Sure. Yeah, it is. Math. math. Quick math. Go. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's 30 plus 23? <laughs> But yeah, so I feel like that that kind of just blew my mind. Yeah. So in 1995, the Irish government began a national campaign to use interest in St. Patrick's Day to drive tourism and showcase Ireland and Irish culture to the rest of the world. Which, again, hmm. the irony, they want to change their traditions. Yeah. To then bring people in because show of how other places... <laughs> Do the traditions. Yeah. So now they're making St. Patrick's Day like this big festival. I mean, I get it for like a tourism thing, but yeah. you're changing now like the whole purpose. Don't mm-hmm. you want to keep that simple? Yeah, that's kind of sad. Yeah, I thought so too. But weird. Hmm. So I had mentioned before that it was not traditionally green. So what are the so crazy? What are the colors? Why do we wear green? Green may seem nearly ubiquitous. I mean, for as long as I knew, you think of St. Patrick's Day, you think of Ireland, whatever, you think green. Mm-hmm. But there are actually multiple colors. Historically, blue has been the color of St. Patrick himself. He's blue? Blue. Wow. Yeah. Where was he from? He was from Britain. But it was like, we'll get into the blue. And then orange is part of the celebrations as a stripe on the Irish flag. But don't wear orange to celebrate St. Patrick's Day because we'll get into it. Orange is like the Protestant color. So like on the flag, it's like green, white, orange. So like they recommend don't wear orange. (laughs) Um, And then different shades of green can even evoke different meanings for the holiday. So for like Irish, spring green is like the symbolism of the Irish flag. Mm-hmm. Dark green is the shamrock, 
which we got into how that's like the holy mm-hmm. trinity. And then brighter Kelly greens are not symbolic in any way. They've just become like a way of like consumerism. They're festive, yeah. they're fun, they sell. So if blue is the color of St. Patrick, why do we wear green? One of the many reasons is due to Ireland's nickname, the Emerald Island. Mm. But the green stripe in the flag also plays a role. So green represents the Catholics of Ireland. Orange represents the Protestant population. And then white symbolizes the peace between the two religions. Okay. So that's, again, don't wear orange. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, people that are celebrating Protestant population on it will. Because there's been problematic, like, things. The symbolism doesn't stop there. Like I said, St. Patrick used green shamrocks to teach people about the Holy Trinity. So, again, green. Yeah. But... Like, that just, when I looked that up and I found that up, it just didn't give me enough of an answer. Yeah. So. did you find? (laughs) um, How did it go from blue to green? Like, I get the symbolism. I get that. But, like, if he himself, if this is a day about St. Patrick and he represented blue, Mm -hmm. what, like, why don't you keep that? Mm -hmm. So, as I said, early depictions of St. Patrick show him wearing blue and the official color of the Order of St. Patrick. The Order of St. Patrick was part of Ireland's um, chivalry. So it was like known as St. Patrick's Blue. You saw the chivalry, you saw their blue. Okay. It was like a like a deeper, na- like a faint navy blue okay. in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like where it got like grayed out a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then I got this from Greger's Diary. I got this from Reader's Digest. Well, the blue symbolism dates back to early Irish mythology. I am going to screw this oh, up. Boy. But as Flatius Irion, don't know, don't quote me, the symbol of Irish sovereignty, so think Uncle Sam, was depicted with a woman in a blue dress. The first official association with the color blue was when Henry VIII took the throne and declared himself king of Ireland, making it part of England. As time went on, the people of Ireland uh, resented this arrangement. They then rebelled, and using St. Patrick's shamrock as a symbolism of their identity, making green the symbol Um, of the Irish culture. So they were rebelling over um, the king of England declaring Ireland Mm -hmm. England. Yeah. Which, but I was like, okay, why couldn't I just find that? Right. You when would think I first that would be shit. right up top. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Hmm. Alrighty. I know I've kind of been all over the place, but I'm literally just asking questions as my brain went. <laughs> the big freaking question. What do leprechauns have to do with St. Patrick's Day? And I know you're going to get into leprechauns. Oh, oh, yeah, a little bit. So if I say anything and you want me to cut it out later... Let me know. Okay. The truth, absolutely freaking nothing. <laughs> However, they are seen as an icon of the Irish holiday. The original Irish name for these figures of folklore is, can you with me, Labersen? How is would that you say how that? was spelled? Because I had, um, I have something slightly different. That's what I found, found was the spelling yeah but i didn't go deep into the leprechauns like i didn't see that anywhere though Hmm. i don't think but hang on let me see what uh 
I think this one, I'll have to go to like my sources. This one was from the history.com. Oh, okay. I have like Lucor pen. Hmm. But maybe it was a different time because I think this was the very original. That, yeah, from like the Celtic folklore is where I think this came from. Or Celtic. I say Celtic. It's I Celtic. Know. I was but thinking of the Celtics, like the the basketball team. It's, oh, they're not is, the Celtics either? It's the Celtics. Like Celtic is right for what we're talking about. I'm pretty sure the basketball is Celtics. Oh. So I didn't know that. I assumed it was all Celtics. No idea. I'm pretty sure. Don't they rep isn't the same? Yeah, but I think we Americanized the name into Celtics. Oh, well, I'm not saying it. No, Celtic is right. I, I said yeah. it wrong here. Oh. But this... Yeah, but so what I'm saying is L O B A I R C I N. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if any of you guys know the real, true word, let us know. And how to say it? Yeah, and how to freaking say it? Because Irish is hard. So this meaning is small-bodied, or the labyrinthine, whatever it means. Small-bodied <laughs> fellow. <laughs> My grandma used to say fellow all the time. I love that. Really? Fellow. Oh, is he a nice fellow? They believe the belief in leprechauns stems from Celtic beliefs in fairies, tiny men and women who could use their magical powers to serve good or evil. In Celtic folktales, leprechauns were cranky souls responsible for mending the shoes of the other fairies. (laughs) Like, wait, what? How does that even come up? Like, I'm going to say this one. Just leave they're fixing all our shoes. Did you find that? Yeah. So whenever I get into mine, you'll see mine differs a little bit. Okay. Good. So yeah, keep going. They. Oh wait, I already said that. Um, though only minor figures in Celtic folklore, leprechauns were known for their trickery, which they often used to protect their much fabled treasure. <laughs> what was that? Shoes. <laughs> I think it's gold. <laughs> I know. But still. <laughs> It should be huge. Um, although they are celebrated on St. Patrick's Day with many people dressing up as the fairies, leprechauns have their own holiday, which is on May 13th. I did not know that. Um, the last one fact, the mischievous. Mischievous. I'm so go- oh. What? Mischievous. What? What? Were you making fun of me? No, I'm just, I was like so glad that you said mischievous correctly. So many people say mischievous. Yeah, but then I thought you were going to make fun of me for saying mischievous. No. <laughs> now I'm making fun of you. <laughs> the mischievous little guys are said to wear red and gold jackets with pointy red hats. Now they are rarely seen in anything other than green. And that you also know that they're supposed to pitch you if you're not wearing green. That's rude. Do you have a leprechaun dabbing? Yeah, dude, I have. <laughs> Is that what's happening here? Yeah, I saw that and I was like, damn fucking right. You would. You would. And that's what's this guy without with one tooth. I also had to just had to. He looks happy though. He looks I'm like he's living. He had a bunch of green beer and Jameson. Yeah. He's living. So that, my little freaks and geeks, is your St. Patrick's Day history lesson. Remember to drink responsibly and hydrate this weekend and sit. Let's hear your questions and crimes. All right. So I guess my overall question was... <laughs> so mine, my question for our topic was... I don't know. My overall question, I guess, was 
Are you feeling lucky? Or do you feel lucky? And they say she's so lucky. And then Julia will go into the Britney Spears. She's a stop. Sid, you didn't even know it was Britney Spears, so you can't name drop like that. Wow, all right. <laughs> the only reason I didn't know is because you were singing it. <laughs> yeah, but if I sang like, oh, say can you would know what I'm singing. <laughs> everyone knows that. Oh, well, not everyone. We might have listeners in like, Singapore. <laughs> That's so random. It's I hope I so. said it in my last. Yeah, I figured. I hope we have them everywhere. All over uh, the maybe place. Maybe eventually. Manifest that shit. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so are you feeling lucky? Are you feeling lucky? I don't know. Maybe. So my section here is going to be a little bit about crimes and Ooh. mishaps. So when you think about crime... Or mishaps on St. Patty's Day. What kind do you really think of? Honestly, I feel like it's because of where we're at. <laughs> I think of St. Patty's Day, uh, yeah. which St. Patty's Day is a few weeks before St. Patty's Day. And it is, as you know, but some of our listeners might not know, a very big drinking holiday for the college students at Penn State. Oh, yeah. And for years, it was so bad in the early 2000s. Like, that's when they, like, told all bars they can't celebrate. They just lifted it not long ago really yeah because now they can like bar hop and stuff mm -hmm. but i think about that like just people <laughs> falling off roofs yeah. getting arrested getting very hurt like Which not isn't good a, isn't much different from no the after effects of winning a penn state game or yeah exactly but i think it's like so. in our area we have all those college students mm -hmm. so like you're talking like 18 to 23 25 year olds that mm -hmm will just get freaking hammered yeah and not know what world they're on so that's what i think about mm -hmm. mainly people just like falling off roofs. well you're not far off <laughs> oh really um so <laughs> yeah elevated surfaces <laughs> <laughs> so i have a couple different uh little stories here so last year i believe it was last year there was a wild house party. I thought they said horse, sorry. <laughs> a wild horse party? Nay. I was like, where are we in North Dakota? <laughs> they have wild horses there. It was a wild house party. Okay, so Project X style. Yes, a wild house house party <laughs> turned, into, <laughs> turned into a nightmare after students partying on top of a garage roof came toppling down when it collapsed. I love that I didn't even read this. <laughs> the first Same. thing I said was falling off. Well, they fell through the roof. Dude, that would be... At least it was a garage, so I assume it's not too high. But about a thousand students from <laughs> Cal... cement floors. Probably, probably <laughs> on top of a lawnmower. Who knows? <laughs> about a thousand students from California Polytechnic State University in San Luis Obispo were partying at an off-campus St. Fratty's Day. Oh, party when the roof of a garage belonging to the university's baseball coach collapsed oh my gosh that was the baseball I guess and there was so. a thousand students not on it so at least i don't think they were all on it i think they were just all at the party that's still a lot of people dude. oh i you can't no that's a, that's too many i mean i'm sure inside outside on the roof <laughs> there is enough room maybe but uh, they didn't all fall through it. There was about 30 students that dropped during the collapse and eight of them were injured, but none of them were seriously hurt. They probably just caved in in one spot, yeah. you know? And none of them were hurt. Well, eight were injured, but oh, like, it wasn't serious. serious. Um, huh. But I had another question. What were they doing up there? 
in the first place. I mean, I know sometimes you get on a roof. Smoke some weed. Yeah. But. I don't know. I've, I've always been a roof girl. Have you? Not right. really. Like, not like. No, I have not always been a roof girl. Okay. <laughs> I don't know like, where you're well, going with that. No. <laughs> Growing up, I would like used to like. I had access to my roof, mm -hmm. so I just like sit on there and like hang out and stuff. Yeah, it sounds like you're a roof girl, <laughs> but like not partying, no, just hanging out. But I feel like I think of workaholics. Mm, yeah, every time they're like oh, at yes. a party and smoking weed, they're mm -hmm. going up on the roof. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Okay, so well, what were they doing? So they were roofing. The fuck is roofing? So that's a term that was coined by the students to describe the act of sitting on top of a roof while drinking beer. I like, I have no comment. I don't know if I hate it or not. I, if I came up with it, I'd freaking love it. Yeah. But. It sounds very fratty. It sounds so fratty. As fratty as St. Fratty's Day. Yeah. I'm hey, dude, you want to go up there and proof? We're going to go proofing. <laughs> Yo, Brad, Brad, you want to go proofing with us? I can't. <laughs> All right. That was the end of my first one. So you'll kind of see, so that was about last year and my next couple ones are kind of going back in time. So my next one here was in 2012 in Baltimore, Maryland, when a 31 year old man from Alexandria, Virginia was on his way back to his hotel after celebrating the holiday when he was beaten, robbed and stripped of his clothes by four people. Oh my gosh. Were they I people know, like drunk awful. or they just saw an opportunity? No. He woke up with injuries and no recollection of the incident. He was <sighs> drinking, but I'm sure he was beat. I... He lost his car keys, his phone, his watch. And it gets worse. The attack had been recorded on a cell phone and uploaded to YouTube. That's just so disgusting. By one of those four people. And I'm also sure. dumb. You're dumb. Yeah. It's awful. Like, I, you... Do you not think you're going to get caught either? Right. So investigators used the video to track down the suspects. Yeah, like, come on. They pleaded guilty and they were sentenced to one to three years in prison. I don't know. I don't know either. How I feel about that. I mean... Three years, like, that is a decent amount of time. Mm -hmm. But you went out of your way you beat to beat someone, someone, rob them, strip them of their clothes. Yeah. With four, it was a four-on-one. Yeah. He was obviously intoxicated. Wasn't from here. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how. I feel like I would need to. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's sad to me. That's so sad. All right. My next one, 2010. A man, what are you laughing at? Did you read ahead? Just like four words. Don't. So in 2010, a man thought he could find a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow by dressing up as a leprechaun and robbing a bank outside of Nashville. He was tripping balls, dude. This one's also, uh, I don't know. Was he tripping? No, I don't know, but it's sad. <sighs> so I looked this up. Hang on a second. Galatin. Yeah. A Galatin bank. Is that's how that's how you say it, right? Mm -hmm. Galatin. Sure. I've never heard of it. I want to say Galatin, but it's not. I think it's Galatin. It's a city, I think. Yeah, because there's two L's, maybe. So Galatin. Oh yeah. I didn't break it up like that actually. <laughs> so anyway, a oh, Galatin. Smart. You are. A Galatin bank was held up by a man dressed as a leprechaun who uh, brandished a gun as he took an undisclosed amount of money. He took off in a car driven by an accomplice. Police chased him. Was the accomplice also an leprechaun? No. Okay. It's not. Uh, they caught up to him. All hell broke loose. The cops and the suspects got into a wild gunfight. What the fuck? They 
actually were able to disable one of the police cruisers in the process of shooting wildly. Could you imagine you just going down the road and you see a leprechaun no. waving a gun Mm-mm. from a <laughs> the bag of money? <laughs> I got my gold. The suspects fled from their car and into a field on foot. One of the men was fatally shot as the cops closed in. On the other suspect, he took his own life. Offer it probably wasn't even that much money. I know. And it makes me really sad. Like obviously they he must have not had anything. I know, you left. like we, a lot of times in those settings too. Mm-hmm. Like you think it probably wasn't even more than a few grand. Right. And what do they what do they need the money for? Is mm-hmm. it like just to eat? Like how sad would that be? Mm-hmm. I mean maybe it wasn't, but well, it could be anything. It could have been like to eat and then maybe getting into just crimes too because of needing to eat so they're paying someone back because of it trickle effect you never know that is really sad though Mm -hmm. like both of them lost their lives for i mean yeah it was stupid for them to do that but even more for what yeah oh wow make me depressed i know not Uh, feeling so lucky (laughs) now they didn't get very lucky so neither criminal was publicly identified and the money was recovered from their getaway car so were they not publicly identified because of like their family or something? I'm not sure. I, I feel really like a lot of times you're publicly identified with something like that. Especially yeah, if you're a cop something. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I just read that on a site. I didn't look anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, you're just doing... <laughs> so that's maybe fair. they were. <laughs> um, so my next one here is my last one. And it, I went a little bit further into it because it's super duper interesting. Okay. So don't read ahead. I'm not. But there is a link that I'm going to direct you to. Um... It's at the bottom of this section that you can open up if you want. And you're going to see some different artwork. Okay. And maybe you've already heard this, but I didn't. (laughs) So I thought it was really interesting. So have you heard about the art heist in 1990 in Boston? It was before we were born, but... After watching like Money Heist, I went on this whole like heist in mm-hmm. but I no, I don't like this name isn't like jumping out at me. Okay. As we go through it, maybe like things yeah. will ring bells, but no. So in nineteen ninety in Boston, an art heist took place resulting in a loss of about five hundred million dollars. Oh my god. Five hundred million dollars. Boston Powers? No? Never. Oh god. <laughs> There's something else that you're, you're not going to get in here. Okay. Anyway. Wait, is this this, like, kid that kept him, like, in his parents? Oh, no, it was never found, you said. I didn't say that. You read ahead. No, you told me to go to the link, and it's literally... <laughs> Don't read. You told me to go to the link. Just look at pictures. What pictures? The art? Yeah, scroll down. Scroll down. Oh, see the works. Okay. Whoa. You told me to go to the link and the first Sorry. thing it says was... Okay, we won't even say what it says. All right, moving on. So, where was I? Yeah, about half a billion dollars they lost in this art heist. Uh, the thieves capitalized on the city's festivities and carried out a bold robbery at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. The thieves pinched pieces of art from Manet, Vermeer, Flink, Degas, and Rembrandt. Got it. So, here's what happened. In the early hours of March 18th, a vehicle pulled up near the side entrance of the museum. Two men in police uniforms pushed the museum buzzer, stated they were responding to a disturbance, and requested to be let in. 
The guard on duty broke protocol and allowed them through the employee it entrance. It always happens like this. Like, it's easier than we think, people. I... <laughs> but, like, they're responding to a disturbance. Did you call? They were dumb. Maybe. Like, the security guard's like, oh, yeah, sure. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. It's fishy. So he and a second security guard were then handcuffed and tied up in the Maybe basement. Maybe they were part of it. I like, they got to pay out. I mean, come on. Someone steals half a billion dollars and offers you a couple mil. Mm-hmm. I would do it. <laughs> well, you'll see. Maybe I did do it. Maybe. I don't, I don't think we'd be here if you did. No, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, so the thieves departed with 13 of the garter, gardener's works of art in 81 minutes. Also, I would have been six years old. <laughs> 81 minutes. So what is that? Wait, what did you just say? You would have been six years? This happened in 1990. I would have been six years old. Wait, four years old. I was counting like 90. Wait. Wait, yes. I would this have happened been born. in 1990. <laughs> I'm not even high today, dude. <laughs> Ninety-six minus nine. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I can't see because I'm crying. Okay. I'm trying so hard not to. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm gonna stop right. interrupting now. No, please continue. Okay, it's 81 minutes, so it's been an hour and 21 minutes. <laughs> oh, wow. You're like not deeming yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> they stole 13 pieces of art in 81 minutes. And they also took the tape to the security cameras, of course. <laughs> Their movements were, however, recorded on motion detectors. And uh, out of the 81 minutes that they spent... In there, about 40 minutes were unaccounted for, and they were broken up into two 20-minute gaps that were not recorded on the motion detectors. So they, they just weren't moved? I don't know. Is there motion detectors all throughout, or are there gaps in the place? I think in every room. I don't know where all they had. Maybe they were only able to find places to cut the motion detectors in, like, a few... I mean, 40 minutes, that's half the time. They, I know. I mean... That's why I think it's... I mean, unless there, it, some of that time was spent down in the basement, there's no motion detectors down there. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Give me blueprints. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe they spent, like... <clears throat> that security guard and a second security guard were handcuffed, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it took 20 minutes each, each time, like you said, in the basement. Because maybe they weren't handcuffed at the same time. True. Maybe they were putting up a fight. But if they... Well, because there's no cameras, so they would only sense motion, and they wouldn't know how many people are going through. I mean, there were cameras, but they took the tapes, so. Right. I feel like that's the best guess. It took 20 minutes to get each one down separately and tied up, and there's no motion in the basement. The other 20 minutes? For the second security guard. I don't think that would take. Maybe they didn't find the second security guard until after the first one was. Maybe. I don't know. We'll never know, though. All stipulation. <laughs> so, uh, the best known works of art were taken from the Dutch room, and the thieves' movements were recorded on motion detectors in there. 
they cut out Rembrandt's Christ in the Storm of the Sea of Galilee and A Lady and Gentleman in Black from their frames. Mm. Which makes it so sad to think about cutting a painting from its frame. Mm -hmm. Because you're, I don't know, I don't like it. No, I don't either. They also removed Vermeer's The Concert and Flink's Landscape with an Obelisk from their frames. They pulled an ancient Chinese bronze goo, or a beaker, from a table and took a small self-portrait etching by Rembrandt from the side of a chest. In the short gallery in Blue Room, which is the same floor as the Dutch room that they were just in, cutting all of those paintings out, mm -hmm. in the Blue Room, there was no movement detected, except before the thieves arrived, when one of the guards was making his rounds. But, but there, there was, was still stuff. art stolen from here. Are these like motion sensors where you can like step over and things like that? Or maybe know. something was blocking it? Oh wait, no, because it was before. But the security guard moved through, so maybe he was blocking it and he ran out of time for certain rooms. I don't know. I don't know either. That's weird. I know. That made me think that they didn't go into it. And the security guy took it beforehand because they were on time. To them? I don't know. Maybe. But how so, how far ahead was the camera footage taken? I don't know. Okay. I have a lot of unanswered questions. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I'll shut up now. I'm not a professional, okay? So from this room, there were five Degas drawings and a bronze eagle finial were stolen. Why did I say that weird? Anyway. I don't know. Five of those drawings and the bronze eagle were stolen. Uh, Manet's Shea Tortoni was also taken from the blue room. As you're saying these, I'm trying to like find them on here. Okay. Um, but instead of leaving the frame on the floor like the others, it was placed on the security director's chair. Weird. The frame. Why didn't they? Why didn't they just take the? Because it would have been too hard to walk. Yeah, because you could they just roll, roll them up, up and leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it has to diminish the value of those, right? Obviously, if all of that was worth half a billion dollars, right. not not a ton. Wait, so none of these? Okay, I, I won't jump ahead. I won't jump ahead. Um, so, yeah, they that was what was weird, too. Because, like, was that a message? Was that just yeah. being sloppy and you took it with you? And they were like, oh, shoot, let me take wonder this out. Wonder, and you said this was the tort. Tony? The Shea Tortoni. Yeah, maybe one day, like, he had a relationship with, what was the guy's, not headmaster, what what did you call him? Security director. Security director. Which maybe I don't know if that was, was one like, of the guards or not. Yeah, maybe he was just like, I'm going to take that one day. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck you are? Maybe. But I feel like it would have, I don't know. He like, someone would remember that conversation yeah. if it was like. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um. So the thieves departed at 2.45 a.m. after making two separate trips to their car with the artwork. The 90s, man. <laughs> the guards remained handcuffed until police arrived at 8.15 a.m., which is a long time to sit down there handcuffed. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, do math now with that. It's so when hours. were they? Less than that. Well, no, that's from the time they left. Oh, true. Yeah. And they so were. They got there. When did I? So they were there for the 80 time? minutes. So they were there for like seven hours a little over. Yeah. So it's a long, either way, it's a long time. To be that's so long. In the basement. 
Um, and then I think this was in 2015, the museum released never before seen surveillance footage that they had from the night before the heist, where a vehicle pulled up to the side entrance of the museum. A man walks to the side entrance and is buzzed in by a security guard. And once he's inside, he's just shown like standing at the security desk. I told you they were in cahoots with so the security believe, guard. Yes. Was it the same security guard? I, yes. Yeah, they were so, in cahoots. Some believe that this is just a dry run of the heist. I'm like, dumb. Super dumb, but, but at the same time. you haven't been caught. Right. So this marks... It's not really a dry run up here, not unless they like, I, right, showed them papers of like, the room. Right. Like, or you just, would like, walk talk. through the rooms and yeah. stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It's just really weird. Okay. So this marked the largest private property theft in American history. American history. <laughs> And it's currently did you did you, did you did you catch that after you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dumb. All right, I'm starting over. This marked the largest. <laughs> shut up. This marked the largest private property theft in American history, and is currently listed on the FBI's website as one of the top ten art crimes ever committed in the U.S. <laughs> in the U.S. It might be ever. We would have to look into that. Yeah, I don't know. All right, um, maybe a heist episode. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. April? Maybe push that one out further? The heist? Yeah. Yeah, we can push it further. (laughs) I'm not ready for another heist after this one. All right, so the suspects were never caught and the art has never been returned. According to the museum's website, the 1990 theft of 13 works of art remains unsolved. Their commitment to resolving the crime has never diminished, and the museum, the FBI, and the U.S. Attorney's Office are still seeking viable leads that could result in safe return of the art. So they've never seen this art pop up anywhere to even, like, not just that they haven't found the thieves. Mm -hmm. They've never gotten the art back. Because you'd think they would have to, you'd have to find some real private people. Yeah. To, like, to sell to. Yeah. Like, that's what they were, I assume, doing. Black market, maybe. I just, like, hate that for collectors. And, like, you know collectors would do that. But it should be in a museum. It should be well-kept. It should be maintained. It should be safe. Mm-hmm. And should be there for history. Yeah. I'm just so curious where these all ended up. That's what I'm thinking. Like, is this just in his basement somewhere? Or their basement? I doubt it. Yeah. You wouldn't steal that and not do anything right. with it. They bought themselves a private island. Mm-hmm. Um... So, yeah, according to the website, um, the museum is offering a $10 million reward for information leading directly to the safe return of the stolen work. Well, that's so funny because you know what? Dollars. If I, no, that's nothing. If it's worth $500 million, yeah, think about it. You could get paid off by ha- asking for 15 mm-hmm. from the thieves. But what are the chances hey, I know what happened to all 13 pieces? So you even if still might have skin. something to lead them to the $500 million, like fine mm-hmm. so if you go to the thieves and you're like they're offering 10 million they'll probably I just could screw them. you <laughs> give me more yeah maybe or they, they just get shot 10 million is a lot of money but in the grand scheme of things it is nothing with five. i mean they've uh-huh. already lost 500 million yes but if you could just get paid off or maybe the only people who know were the ones part of a heist so they're mm-hmm. living well I I don't know. So what's weird is like, I mean, that security guard was never like, it, he was suspected for a while. And I don't know, he still might be, but like he was never arrested for it. I don't know what he's doing now. 
and maybe he had police to do work it. at the time. Maybe he didn't. Like maybe he was just being dumb and let them in. Maybe he thought the other security guard might have called. I'm like, you don't talk to each other before you do that. I don't know. There has to be something. That's crazy. Maybe the police, the fake police, didn't like make it seem like it was a disturbance that they called in. Maybe it was someone neighboring, and they said that someone saw somebody in there. It was another country. Who knows? I mean, I feel like they're not in, in America. No, they would get it out. Yeah. So, okay. hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was crazy. But today, wild. in the museum today, empty frames remain hanging in the museum as a placeholder for the missing works as symbols of hope awaiting their return. So that makes me really sad. I was just going to say, I'm going to cry. It's empty frames. Oh. I know. Um, but I did notice that there's actually a Netflix series based on this. It's called This is a Robbery, the World's Biggest Art Heist. Oh, but see, they say the world's biggest art heist here. Okay, so it is the world. Because it's labeled an art. Maybe. I don't know. Unless, unless the series has other art heists and they just cover... I don't know. It looks like it's just one. No. I don't know. I really thought it was, like, the biggest in the world. But then I read what I wrote... It's an American history. And was thinking, oh, maybe it is just America. Mm-hmm. They dressed as cops. And you mm-hmm. said that. Yeah, it is this. This is the world's biggest hmm. art heist. So that's what blows my mind. Like, a Boston museum. I think they're, I mean, I guess they're just basing it on the value and the specific works of art. It's just so weird that it's in Boston. I don't know. I feel like they should be stealing from Mesopotamia. Oh, we're back to Julius. Gotcha. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our title, our question. Where did Julius invade? <laughs> well, I don't even know if it, but um that's really interesting, actually. Because that was not the heist that I was thinking about when you first said, do you, you know this heist? Were so, you thinking of a heist? I was. And it was like this one kid who, he did like multiple art heists, not this grand. And he would like keep them in his like mother's basement. <laughs> oh, that's weird. And like really bad, like bad conditions. Aww, like he shouldn't have been. That's not good. I know. Is this American? I'm pretty sure. Honestly, it's been... Over a year, and you know, with my memory, I have to like retouch on mm-hmm. it because I'll look up like multiple things a day. I might not diagnose AD, ADHD <laughs> brain, forget it. Yeah, but well, did you get to look through all the art? I did multiple times, like as you were mm-hmm. reading through it. That's why at some points I didn't um, interrupt you as much, which people probably liked, <laughs> but some people were probably like, Why is she not? listening um it was because i was looking at the art at the pictures at the pictures all right so my next section here are you still on julius caesar girl we're moving on yeah we are we are i'm listening <laughs> all right so my next section here it are you done yeah mm-hmm. i'm listening are you on my yeah dog you see my picture i am <laughs> what does that look like um oh my god have you 
<laughs> Have you seen old Greg? I'm old Greg. What? You like Bailey's? Creamy, beige? No. And I'll send you a link This later. is the leprechaun from the leprechaun movies. Well, it looks like old Greg from the British comedy skit. Oh. I'm old Greg. Is he dressed like a leprechaun? No, but he has like old scabby face. He's like a fish person, but like he just has like the scabby looking face. Oh. Keep going. Okay. So I titled this, (laughs) and this is why I said you're not going to get this either um, because Austin Powers quote, but they're always after me, lucky charms. (laughs) No, (laughs) don't get that. But there's a picture of old Greg. I'm going to have to force you to watch this now. Oh, oh. <laughs> Do you see why it reminded me a little bit? Um, uh, no, okay. I think it's the lips. Um, no, the lips are like what doesn't match. He's right. green. Yeah. He just looks I mean. like shabby. Like, it doesn't look that much like him, but at first it did, okay? All right. Well, anyway, because we'll post this pic, but it's the leprechaun from the leprechaun movies, the horror I comedy movies. Never seen them. You're not missing much. I want to hear you say your whatever Austin Powers quote again. They're always after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I might have to show you the video or like a clip of it, maybe. so maybe it'll be funny. This past fall, I was part of a murder mystery dinner with some of my college friends, and I was. Boston Flowers, which was like it was all like play on words on like Austin Powers. Oh, but I didn't like know nothing like about Austin Powers and stuff. So they're like, get your inner like Austin Powers, but in the Boston oh, no. place. And I was like, I can't do either. <laughs> so I was like, to get myself in a role, I'd be that like, would be tough. Go on to the bar and then get in my car. <laughs> and that's all I can do. Yeah, that would be tough. Yeah, especially when you've never seen Austin Powers. Well, especially because it's British. Yeah, sure. So, trying to make that Boston. I don't know. Anyway. So, you would fail, too. Good to know. Yeah. I won that murder mystery dinner, though. Wow. Because I'm a winner. Proud of you. The goat. All right. (laughs) Anyway. So, the leprechaun story has long been a beloved aspect of Irish lore. Tell me more. The miniature men are said to be descendants of Tuatha Dé Danann, a group of magical beings that served under the Gaelic goddess Danu. I want to learn Gaelic so bad, but not bad enough because I haven't even tried. Yeah. According to legend, this mythical group lived in Ireland, Ireland, long before humans inhabited the land. Okay. The leprechaun legend can be tracked back to the 8th century to tales of water spirits called the court man, and I don't know if that's how you say it, but yours was an I easier tried. pronunciation than mine. <laughs> that's why when I saw yours, I was like, "That's not right." Well, mine meant small-bodied fellow. Mine just means small body. So maybe it that changes it. Maybe, or maybe it's just the and like over time, was. yeah, over time know. they shortened it from fellow to just small body. Well, because I thought this one was the original one. So maybe but they it changed could be, it to fellow. Switched. Okay. But they're said to vary in size anywhere from three to eight inches, depending on their age. Wait, excuse me? Three to eight inches. So, like, there's a little three? <laughs> I thought they were, like, midgets, not, like, little dolls. So, like, I also three. saw two to three feet. Okay. <laughs> but when I picture them, I picture them as tiny little spirits. I picture them as small, but, like, not that small. And it's just because well, eight of... Eight inches would be like that. So, like, three inches. <laughs> 
I'm picturing like someone on the floor, like at least a year. Yeah, well, and that's like <laughs> like bigger than my freaking middle finger, mm-hmm. dude. Well, and that's like what the in the leprechaun movies, the horror movies, they're like that size. But it would make sense them being a few inches because fairies. Like when I think of a fairy, I'm mm-hmm. thinking like little, very little, mm-hmm. oh, like fern golly little. Like what? Fern golly. I know what you're saying. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm a bat. <laughs> the name is Batty. You've never <laughs> seen Pringle? No. What are you saying right now? I hope someone knows. You don't have to. Am I up. old? Is this, no, this like oh. was a. Am I sheltered? It probably came out in the 90s. Oh. I need to know. Oh my God. It's probably one of my. Favorite, the lot, the last rainforest. It's like saving the rainforest. Oh, ever? Mm-mm. None of this is ringing a bell, but I mean that's not surprising. So okay, maybe something will seem familiar. Like, oh my, like I had it on VCR, so like no, wow. you're not too old. Okay, I'm gonna delete it right after this, but like that. Have you ever seen that picture? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You have? Yeah. Yeah. That's Fern Golly. But I don't remember it. Name is Batty. One of my favorite songs. Hmm. Okay, keep going. Okay. So they are, where was I? The mm. meaning. Okay. Yeah, so, maybe just start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, three to eight inches. Yes. So their size about three to eight inches, depending on their age, or I also saw two to three feet. Huge difference. I'd rather see one that's three inches tall than three feet tall. That would scare me. Yeah, but like three to inches, could overpower they could like me. crawl up your leg and like just start pinching you. Well, I'll take the risk. Uh, so their name is also associated with the old term Leith Brogan, meaning shoemaker or cobbler. <laughs> this profession is what earns them their iconic pots of gold. I'm just like so... Like why are fairies wearing shoes? Well... Fashion. Such weird folklore. (laughs) Uh, They are (laughs) always seen only working on one shoe, not a pair. Just one. How did I not know, like, this core thing about leprechauns? Like, that they... Have you always known they were, like, shoemakers? Yeah, I guess. Cobblers. Most... I don't know. I feel like a lot of... Stop saying cobbler. I think of, like, apple cobbler. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but they were always hard at work. They're known to dwell in tiny underground caves okay. or hollow tree trunks. I know that. Good. Over the years, their history has become associated with everything green, but they weren't always dressed in green. Early tales reported the creatures wearing red clothing, which I think I prefer the green. The red sounds a little, like, scary. Yeah, could you like, imagine, like, red hair? No. Like, red suit. Red hat. Yeah. Like, coming at you. Yeah. What did I say? Mine was red and gold is what I found. So definitely red was mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, um, red is can be an overwhelming color. Mm-hmm. So I guess it just, like, But they would, like, green. stand out more than green because, like, forests were green, everything's green, which, and only eight inches. Like, you could wh- step on them. Yeah, which is why I thought that, like, green made more sense. So, like, a blend. Like, why would they be wearing red? Because if you see a red dot, you know they're going to go make your shoe. 
<laughs> Maybe. But many theorize that this is due, so why they turned to green, was this due to the general popularity of the color green throughout Ireland. Leprechauns are always male and are often described as bearded old men dressed in green and wearing buckled shoes. Sometimes they would wear a pointed cap or hat and they may smoke a pipe. My dad. <laughs> um, so are, what are they when they're young? I don't know that they we need to are look ever up young. Their holiday. Yeah. They're just born old. Well, appear I don't old. Know. Like I go I don't think they procreate. Okay. Um, that's fair. <laughs> I'm getting a little too I literal. I saw something that was like they were the unwanted children of other fairies or something. So they would have to be children. Yeah, I don't know. Or they're um, unwanted because they're born old. Maybe. Benjamin Button effect. <laughs> Um, but they are also quick, smart, and they can vanish into thin air. I wish. They are fabulous. Quick and smart, but I can't vanish. No. <laughs> They're fabulously wealthy. Pots of gold, okay. Mm -hmm. And their shoe biz. Can't really. They are skillful, but not always nice, practical jokers. <laughs> and they may be invoked for financial aid. But I don't know that you want to do that. It's probably not a wise choice. Like, how you, you go to it. them for financial aid? Yeah, you'll see. Okay. So, the pot of gold in their history. So, the famous pot of gold, they're known to possess these and hoard their prized pots and, traditional, and traditionally hide this treasure at the end of a rainbow. So, we've all heard that. Mm -hmm. you know, it's at the end of a rainbow. Which means that humans need to catch them in order to find the fortune because it's impossible to locate the end of a rainbow. So you're always going to look for the leprechaun and make him take you to to the gold versus trying to find it by following the rainbow because you're never going to get there. Okay. I feel like I've heard that. Yeah. Um, so they're lucky symbols. Um, stories say that capturing these small creatures will secure a bit of luck in addition to three wishes. With this in mind, they Are they become, a genie? Well, they're fairies. I don't know. I don't know if any other fairies actually grant wishes. I don't think they do. Maybe they do. But I guess if you are down on your luck or need some money, you would want to catch a leprechaun to either have him show you where his pot of gold is and you steal it, mm -hmm. or you're going to capture him and make him give you three wishes, or you could wish for whatever you want. Okay. So it's not really good intentions. No. Behind using them for financial aid. <laughs> um, but with this in mind, they've become associated with the luck of the Irish. The luck of the Irish. Mm -hmm. But they're also tiny tricksters. They're said to deceive humans and serve as a warning against greed, which is ironic. <clears throat> Some believe they hide their gold simply in order to lure in the unsuspecting and lead them astray. You get greedy, like you get lost. Mm -hmm. Leprechauns, leprechauns, leprechauns. <laughs> leprechauns, leprechauns are known as morality tale figures, and the legend warns against greed and trying to get rich quick. Okay, it's starting to make sense. Yeah. Because of how folklore, like how mm -hmm. they it's start. All just a lesson. Yes. So, sights and sounds. So, leprechauns can often be heard tap, tap, tapping a tiny little cobbler hammer and <laughs> driving nails into shoes. Dude, their hammer working. would have to be so small. So small. <laughs> just... <laughs> tap, tap, tap. 
nails into shoes. Mm-hmm. So if you hear this, at any so point, how big are the, the shoes are for the fairies, correct? I are don't they know. making big shoes for people? Well, they could be for themselves, other leprechauns, other fairies, maybe people, okay. their friends. Alrighty, but that'd be a big shoe. I know. I'm like project. picturing them like living in the shoe. Yeah, as they work on it. Old lady who lived in a shoe. Mm-hmm. I do know that one. What? Do you not know why she lived in a shoe? <laughs> Uh, so they can also be heard dancing away to, to traditional Irish music and are known to play instruments while they do a little jig. Can you? How cute is that? Can you like do a little jig for me? So what kind of instrument would you play first off? So I got to do the instrument. It'd probably be bagpipe, right? I don't know. A bagpipe a or like maybe. Yeah. There we go. That was my little jig. I liked it. All right. Go ahead. That's all I can do in a chair. Okay. So today, the legend eventually evolved into a mischievous household fairy said to haunt cellars and drink heavily. There is a misconception that leprechauns are drunkards and are mistaken for their cousins, the clericons. What? I've never heard of them. Mm-hmm. So the clericons are thought to be, well, they're a drunken creature who loves to cause chaos around Ireland during the night. And they're thought that they might be the nocturnal leprechaun. Out on a bender after a hard day's work. Wait, wait, wait. What movie has this stuff in it? Oh, I, it will never come to me, so I keep going. Oh, okay. Clericon. Yes, Clericon. Hmm. So they get mistaken for them, who are drunkards and like to wreak havoc in the night. I love the name drunkards. I know. I feel like it's come up a lot lately. <laughs> um, but Clericons. <laughs> when has this come up? <laughs> In our president's episode. Did we say it? I said it. It was one of George Washington's dogs that he raised. Yeah. <laughs> and sweet lips. Oh, my God. That's a callback to something you guys didn't get to hear. But maybe you, you will. Eventually, maybe you can support us on Patreon and hear all of our non-released episodes. Yes. And laugh hysterically. <laughs> At our amateurness. <laughs> so, and Bushisms. <clears throat> All right, so clericons may be leprechauns lacking a work ethic. So there's, I don't know. So you're the leprechaun, I'm the clericon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I feel like I have a strong work ethic. I think I you just do. get distracted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't think you're a drunkard. No. Maybe once upon a time. Yeah. <laughs> I was younger. <laughs> so now, if you're feeling lucky... I found out how you can catch a leprechaun yourself <gasps> from WikiHow. Should Wiki we do how. it this weekend? We probably should. When is St. Patrick's it's Friday. Day again? Friday. So probably not time now. Okay. 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 But here's wait. What you where do. did you learn WikiHow? Oh, love that. Yeah, they have everything. <laughs> tell me. Tell me All more. Right. So how to make a leprechaun trap? Step one: you build a trap. Out of a shoebox. Oh, because it's shoes. Love mm-hmm. them. Or something else that is small, like a can. Come on, be respectful. A paper towel roll, a bag, a net, or an old shoe. Did I say shoe the first time? No, I said no, shoe, you said box. shoe box. Yeah. So you can also give them just an old shoe. They would love it. They would love it. Hopefully it's not stinky. Yeah. So you got to make a trap door in it, right? So if you're using a shoe box, you're going to cut a little hole on top of the shoe box, and you're going to cover it with a small piece of felt, probably green. No, oh, yeah, because I love green. Mm-hmm. And it'll just look like maybe like grass or mm-hmm. moss to them. You're going to place your bait on top of the felt. What do you bait a leprechaun with? What do you with? think you bait a leprechaun with? I guess 
what they like, shoes or gold. I don't know. Yeah. Probably gold. Yeah. If you can find gold, although if you have gold, I don't know why you're trying to catch a leprechaun. <laughs> what about gold flakes? Like the ones that you can buy like uh-huh. at the National Gold Schlager. Just yeah. drink that and sift out your gold. <laughs> I know, but that's a little gold schlager. <laughs> um, oh, man. I mean, maybe you could also Maybe like, you could do jewels. that for the Chlorigons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they would appreciate it way more. But uh, I don't know. Maybe you could give them something else other than gold that they would like. I don't know. You'd have to look into it more if you want to catch on. But when the leprechaun snatches the bait, he'll fall down the hole and into the box. And now go get your wishes. You're done. Yeah, it's fucked up. I don't think you should go try to catch a leprechaun. Or anything. You know, leave nature alone. Yeah, I don't want to get too greedy. Exactly. I mean, there's no way when, like, and the thing about the main tricksters, no matter what you wish, is probably going to turn around on you. Like, yeah, not be what you want. Because they're mischievous. Mm Mm-hmm. And so in March, there are marathons all over the country that encourage the participants to dress like leprechauns. The festive runners help raise money for charity while getting into the St. Patrick's Day spirit, which is nice. At least there's something or someone is doing something to a good cause to donate money. Um, While looking like a goon. Yes. So (laughs) that was pretty much all I had. I just added in here a few recognizable leprechauns in pop culture. Lucky the Leprechaun from the Lucky Charm cereal. yeah, love those marshmallows. <laughs> so I think he was the one who coined, they're always after me, Lucky Charms. Yeah, see, when I mm. said that, when you said that, I was thinking Lucky Charms. Yes. Well, that was the joke. So I'm going to show you the clip after this. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be funny because it's out of context. I need to actually watch it. I'm going to force you to watch it. Okay. There's three movies. I'm not watching all the movies, just the clip. Oh, not now. Okay. But eventually, I'm forcing you to watch this. I was like, girlfriend, I need to go to bed tonight. Yeah, no, not, not that. <laughs> so do you. Um, so there is also shown in the Homicidal Leprechaun from the Leprechaun Horror slash Comedy Film Keep series. bringing this up. I have no idea what you're talking about. Just Google it. I'm going It's like always on sci-fi. Okay. All the time. I felt like there's a certain point. It was just always on. I think it was like three movies or something. It's so cheesy. From 93? Probably. Oh, yeah. That's that. Oh, God. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston's in it? Oh, yeah, probably. Warwick Davis is the leprechaun. That makes sense. Okay. Anyways, keep going. Uh, also, Notre Dame's Fighting Irish mascot is mm. a leprechaun. The Boston Celtics mascot. And Let us know. They say Celtics, though, right? It should be Celtics. Know. I'm pretty sure they, they say, say Celtics, Celtics because once I finally learned Celtic, I was like, why the fuck do we call them the Celtics? Maybe it's just their thing. I don't know sports. Because I don't know. Sports. I wasn't even sure, like, what sports team it was for. I just saw a Boston Celtics mascot. And I was like, I don't know if this is football, baseball, they do, It's basketball. basketball, and they do say Celtics. Why? You need to know. People who study the Celtic culture, language, and history usually pronounce it as Celtic or Celtic, but sports fans say Celtic. Because it's easier for them? Following its French and Latin predecessors, early pronunciation of Celt was actually Celt. In French and Latin, the C is pronounced S, as in the last name of French painter Paul Cezanne. 
don't know, in one century. So Celtic's wrong? Or just well, the Celtic area? is probably from the area, whereas like so Boston because Boston Celtics are more of the Irish mm-hmm. word and it should be Celtic. But they're taking it from like our French and Latin derivations of Celtic. Okay. Okay. Wonder what happened if they announced that they're changing and how everyone says it. <laughs> I'm sure it'd be an uproar. I'm sure. All right. So we also have my last one here is Hornswoggle. The fuck? He's the a professional well, was a professional wrestler wrestler, Dylan Postel, who wrestled as Hornswoggle for WWE. I was never really a WWE fan. You weren't missing much. It's too fake for me. Yeah. It's just more. It's it's about the drama. That's I want like MMA, like. like boxing. Yeah. Uh, he would hide under the ring and pop out, wreaking havoc on his opponents while dressed as leather. <laughs> oh my so. God. What is the US? Yeah. It's that. In a nutshell. That was St. Patrick's Day. That was fun. Yeah. We wanted to do another little fun one. Uh, and I don't know if we want to announce our next one or if we're just going to let it be a surprise, maybe. I I must keep it a surprise. <laughs> do that again. <laughs> I have to say, like, Amish. Wait, I must. Amish, keep it a secret. What were you going to say? I don't know. Okay. So that was our St. Patrick's Day episode. Thank you for joining us. We hope you liked it. We hope you had fun. We hope you listened this far through. <laughs> we hope you learned something and came up with your own questions. So I guess the real question is, are you going to be wearing green or blue this Friday? Well, or after red. you listen to this, it's going to be past that probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but next year. Oh, yeah, we're red. And do you agree with the Green on. River? Or should we petition? Yeah, good point. Because I don't agree with it. Mm. And should we make Brufin a thing? A thing. Let us know. I want a secure roof. I don't love a life on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Uh, please, please, please go follow us on Instagram at UAQPod. Send us a email an email was it a gmail send us an email to our gmail yeah to our gmail at uaqpod at gmail.com we will also have a website for you to visit it's probably up now that's how you're listening i don't know <laughs> it's but right works. now it's in the works <laughs> it's in the works um so join us next time for our yeah. next episode and thanks for supporting us yeah thank you so much Hello. bye